When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. My name is Tyler Hunt here, and we are covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we've got some basketball to get you guys updated on. We've also got some football news to get caught up on. Uh, Wisconsin football recruiting continues to fire at a high level and, and has had some success over the course of this past week since the last time we spoke, so plenty to get you updated on that. Um, I do want to apologize. I got some comments last week that the, the episode was a little echoey. Um, I'm in my new office that is still um, not super filled out. I'm actually going to order some stuff to help the acoustics in here. So if you hear a little bit of an echo, um, I've got a way to try and get it out uh, in post-production, but it's not always easy, but I will probably get some um, sound reverb, you know, acoustic stuff to get some of that echo out of there for future episodes. So bear with me as uh, you continue to work with me through this moving process, but in terms of the podcast, let's go ahead and get right into it. We're going to start with some basketball news. Of course, the big storyline for Wisconsin basketball right now this week is Johnny Davis and the upcoming NBA draft. Things getting going on Thursday night, likely an early night for Johnny Davis. Many of the projections surrounding him have him going in that 10 to 15 range. Uh, the most common team that I've seen uh, for Johnny Davis is to the New York Knicks, would be, which would be really exciting. It seems like a good fit. I'm not a huge NBA guy by any means um, in terms of breakdowns and things like that, but it seems like the New York Knicks need a team, that, or is a team that really needs someone that can create shots not only for themselves, but for other people, and I think Johnny Davis kind of fits that mold, so maybe he ends up there um, in, in terms of projection. But either way, likely a guy that's you know middle of the first-round pick probably at worst, and there's always the case that you know maybe could fall, but it seems like right now that um, that 11 to 15 range is where a lot of the current projections have him. You know, if he, if he were to go to the New York Knicks, would be pick 11, so just outside of the top 10 um, for a, a player that, you know, again, it's just, it's incredible to see the transformation that we've had from Johnny Davis from last year being, you know, a really solid player that people were excited about to now, you know, the number 11 pick in the NBA draft is just an incredible um, storyline for this NBA draft for Wisconsin basketball fans. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty great to see a, a player like him from the state of Wisconsin really kind of, um, you know, go on to the NBA and hopefully have a very successful career. I know the last few picks, you know, Frank Kaminsky still a player in the NBA. didn't really pan out the way he thought and probably planned. Of course, Sam Decker no longer in the NBA. Uh, I know he, of course, wants to, is still trying to, to get back to the league and, and very well could. We'll see if that ever happens. But hopefully Johnny Davis can, wherever he ends up, whether it be New York, whether it be someone else, 
Um, hopefully he ends up and, and, and lands on his feet and really uh, has success there. So it's going to be exciting to watch. So make sure you tune in. We'll have plenty of post-draft coverage um, on Johnny Davis as well, kind of talking about where he goes. But that NBA draft will be Thursday night. And if you don't catch the first few picks, you're probably okay. But I would say that uh, that later you know, 10 to 15 range, you'll want to be tuned in the television because that's likely a spot where Johnny Davis could certainly go. You know, the other teams in that area, Thunder, uh, Oklahoma City, you've got the Cleveland Cavaliers, Charlotte Hornets have two picks in that area. So plenty of op- opportunities for him to go kind of in that range um, here in that first round, top uh, 15 or so picks. Continuing on with Wisconsin basketball now, the Wisconsin basketball team actually got their schedule released for the, or excuse me, the opponents announced for their Big Ten schedule. And honestly, it, it worked pretty well for the Badgers in terms of their favor. Uh, they got a, a really nice shake in terms of the teams that they are hosting only at home, which I think is huge. And they've got um, quite a bit of uh, good good juju for this upcoming schedule. So the teams that they'll play both home and away is the following list here. Illinois, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Northwestern, Penn State. So those are the teams you're going to have home and home. But I think the schedule really plays favorably to the teams that Wisconsin will only host and, and essentially avoid having to travel to. The first one, you avoid East Lansing. You avoid Michigan State on the road, which Wisconsin has had some relative success there the last couple of years. Um, a really strong performance last year and, and over, of course, that Christmas Day game a couple of years ago. But since 2010, the Badgers are 2-8 and eight when playing at Michigan State with their only win coming during that 2020 COVID season. So... Is, is that a game that you really want to pocket as and, you know, wanting to go to the Breslin Center? Uh, absolutely not. Michigan State is always a team that's tough, incredibly tough at home. So being able to stay clear of that is, is a really big, big win for Wisconsin in that one. But an even bigger win might be avoiding to the uh, Mackey Arena um, in Purdue, West Lafayette. The Badgers are 5-42 and when playing Purdue on the road. Wisconsin's 2021 first-round tournament win over North Carolina was played at Mackey but is not included in these stats, so it was used as a neutral site game. Wisconsin did win there last year, led by Johnny Davis, just having probably one of his most dominated games of the season. But historically, it's been a place that Wisconsin really struggles to avoid really two of the places that you've really struggled consistently in Michigan State and Purdue, having to travel there for a team that's going to be a little less experienced. I don't want to say less talented, but you know, you're going to be losing. We just talked about, talked about Johnny Davis a top 10 to 15 pick, you might not be as strong. So avoiding two places where you've been historically very poor on the road is is really a nice win for Wisconsin. And of course, the last one that Wisconsin missed is playing at Rutgers because nobody ever wants to play at the rack. Rutgers, for whatever reason, at home just seems to be a team that turns into a completely different team. On the road, they're a lower level Big Ten team, but sometimes at the rack, Weekend, weekend nights, especially week, you know, late week, you know, Thursday night games, late night at the rack, things just kind of get weird, and all of a sudden, you know, Rutgers comes out and plays like a Final Four team. So it's 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 a weird place to play. Wisconsin has not had much success there, um, and and Rutgers, no matter how good, how bad, whatever level they are that year, playing. Um, at the rack is is never an easy place to play. So you avoid three arenas that you know two of them you've had sustained poor success there, and one that is just a really tough place to play. And to avoid that is an awesome, uh, I think, part of the schedule for the Badgers. 
The flip side, there are a few games that they will only travel on the road, one being Indiana. That one, Assembly Hall is a tough place to play, but at the end of the day, Wisconsin has had success there. They've always, you know, they've always had success against Indiana over the past decade, so getting them only on the road, not that big a deal. The other one being Nebraska. Nebraska basketball is just a dumpster fire. It has been for years. Of course, Wisconsin you know, had that tough loss to them last year, but the Badgers are 8-2 and two in their last 10 road matchups with the Cornhuskers, and I think uh, they'll be able to continue to have that sustained success as long as Nebraska basketball continues to struggle. And the other one, the only, road, the only playing on the road is Ohio State. Wisconsin, if you look at it, 4-5 and five on the road in their last nine contests with Ohio State. Seven and four at home. These two teams are usually pretty evenly matched. Kind of, you know, comes down to who comes out, makes more shots, more prepared for the game. So at the end of the day, those three teams are, are ones I think you can manage as being your road trips. If you only had to play, if you reversed it, and you only had to play Rutgers, Purdue, and Michigan State on the road, you'd you'd really be kind of, you know, struggling to swallow that schedule. So I think if you're looking at this in Wisconsin fans. Um, how the schedule kind of shakes out, I don't think you could get much better. Now, certainly there'll be times where it might be a couple games stacked close together, tough road trips, stuff like that. But to avoid those three arenas and get two of the three, you know, kind of favorable um, only road games is, is certainly a nice spot for Wisconsin um, and the basketball team for next year. All right, and our final piece of news for the Wisconsin basketball team. Thursday afternoon, the Badgers made a new offer in the class of 2024 to big man Riley Burgess out of Cincinnati Sycamore High School. Um, coaching staff extended him an offer during his official, unofficial visit. And really, this is a kid that's his recruiting's really kind of taken off over the last week to two weeks, uh, racking up multiple offers since uh, last Monday. The other teams that have given him opportunities, of course, Cincinnati, as I just mentioned, very close, you know, right in his backyard. Dayton, also very close. Indiana, Iowa, Ole Miss, Penn State, Purdue, Wake Forest, and a few others. Ole Miss was the first to offer him all the way back at the end of April. So a guy that's really racking up offers in that 2024 class. You know, you look at him, um, a player that I think fits exactly what Wisconsin would like to do. Stands at six foot ten to six foot eleven, weigh, you know, weighing in at 215 pounds. So that is a, a, a body type that Greg Gard would certainly be looking for. You know, you look at the Wisconsin basketball front court right now. In terms of prospects, they've got a lot of 6'8", 6'9", some bigger guys. But that true pushing 7-footer, they don't have so far. Um, he's still a little bit further out in terms of evaluation. Not any sort of ratings on 247, on 3, any of the recruiting services thus far. But likely a 3-star kid, maybe a 4-star kid um, once he's a little bit evaluated uh, more. So he's, he's a top-of-the-board guy that Wisconsin will certainly want to land. Um a guy that, that it, it would fit Wisconsin really well. He's versatile in terms of what he can do. Of course, in t- standing at six foot ten, he's a guy that can rebound. He's a guy that can you know get it done in the post. But he can stretch the floor a little bit as well. And you know he averaged one point eight blocks per game as a sophomore. So you can clearly tell that you know on the defensive end, he's able to be a force with his size and his length. So I think it's a really nice offer for Wisconsin. You want to see them, you know, going after those type of kids. I mean, you look at, they need to recruit some height. Of course, we talked about Gus Yaldon a lot on this podcast being the big guy that they finally landed, but he's more of a, a traditional forward. He's a guy that's, you know, like we said, you know, early in his career was, there were talks that he was going to hit 6'10", he was going to hit 6'11", he's going to be a true seven-footer. He's more of your your 6'8", 6'9", which, yeah, it sounds like only two inches, uh, but 
that that can make a, a big deal um, when you're playing against guys that you know when you talk about going to Purdue they find seven foot five guys um, and, you know on, on every sing, single corner around the world so it's nice to see that the Badgers are getting out there making these offers for that 2024 class we'll see how his recruitment plays out like I said a guy that's racked up offers consistently over the past week and that shouldn't slow down I'm sure there'll be many more teams that will be in um, Riley Burgess's, you know, DMs and, and, and making him some offers. And we'll see more tweets coming out from him, you know, blessed to get an offer from school XYZ. So that's all we've got for basketball. We'll go ahead and transition to some football news now. But before we do that, I've got to talk to you guys about homefieldapparel.com. They're in the middle of big new Saturday season four. They just dropped their TCU collection. And once again, they've knocked it out of the park. It seems like week in and week out, home field just really continues to impress with the collection that they have. So if you want to still sign up, you absolutely can. Go over to homefieldapparel.com. You can save up to almost 40% if you sign up for their weekly t-shirts. As we mentioned on the show before, they go ahead and put together a collection of t-shirts for each each school. T-shirts, sweatshirts, crewnecks. And then each week in the big new Saturday, they'll send you the, the t-shirt that they select as their top one among the staff and sends you that each week. And you get a significant discount if you sign up for Big New Saturday, up to almost 40% on that. This week, they'll be dropping a Washington State collection. And I must say, if it follows the trend of what we've had over the last few weeks, this Big New Saturday season four might be their best one ever. So I'd expect them to knock it out the park once again. So go over to homefieldapparel.com, check out their Wisconsin collection. They've got a great amount of Badger stuff as well. Got a bunch of other schools. If you've got any connection, even if you don't, you just want some cool vintage college t-shirts, they're your place to go. So make sure to check that out, homefieldapparel.com. All right, let's go ahead and get into some football news. As I mentioned at the top, some big news for Wisconsin this past week. Another multiple commit week, and honestly, the bat signal is still out right now. So there certainly could be some other players coming up here over the course of the next uh, few days, hours. I'm sure when we stop recording here, there'll likely be some sort of news and we'll we'll be a little bit behind on it. But that's all right because that's uh, that's what we want to see for Wisconsin football recruiting. As we've talked about, they've made some big inroads in the recruiting department and, and really are starting to see some of the benefits. So as I mentioned, two commits that have fully committed this past week, um, the first being three-star cornerback A.J. Tisdale out of College Station, Texas, um, picked the Badgers on this past Thursday afternoon, was in Madison for an official visit last weekend, and only needed one official visit to, to make this his future destination, which is a really nice get for Wisconsin. I really like that the Badgers went out and, and landed a player in a place that, A, is a very tough place to recruit when a talented school's around. I mean, you look at it, the kid coming out of College Station, you would think Texas A&M right in that mix. Maybe not high enough rated prospect to uh, get the Aggies' attention. Of course, we've taught, you've you've heard a lot of news about Texas A&M and their recruitment um, and, and how they're kind of seeming to be firing on all cylinders for a specific reason. But we don't need to get into that. But still, Texas, a hotbed for you know even three-star recruits. It's still a place where you can get a lot of good offers. You know, you look at you know a team like Baylor, SMU, Texas Tech. All these schools that offered him were you know, very close to him. He could have been you know, a guy that, that stayed in the state of Texas. Sometimes when you play high school ball in the state of Texas, you don't want to leave the, the state of Texas. So for Wisconsin to go down to, to College Station, Texas, and land him is a really, 
Really nice pickup for the Badgers. Gives them some depth at the cornerback spot, which they'll need to kind of build up. We'll talk more about the cornerbacks here in just a minute, but this is really, I think, a guy that you want to pick up. So 247 does not have him rated as a prospect yet, but rivals on three both have him as a three-star. The on-three consensus has him as a three-star as well. Number 102 player in the state of Texas. I think... This is a really nice pickup, as I mentioned, for depth. Now, there's some other top-of-the-board cornerback guys that they've got, maybe a little bit higher on the list, but that doesn't mean you know, you're know you almost always playing with two corners, and, and a lot of times you're playing with three in Jim Leonard's system. So you not only, you, you've got to recruit this position with some good depth at this spot. Um, I think what you really like to see is that he plays up in coverage. He's really got a good ability to play on the line, and once again, I think one of the most underrated parts of a cornerback is his ability to come up and make a play in the run game and help with the run. If you've got cornerbacks that can't come up and tackle, you're you're screwed in this conference. You need to have players that can come up and help you when a run busts out. And a guy that's willing to do it and a guy that can do it are very, very different things. And A.J. Tisdale is, is very much a willing tackler to come up there. So it's a nice piece for Wisconsin in this class. Started off slowly. The defensive backs are, are really starting to, to come together. They're seeing some depth at that position. And as I said, we'll talk about some other cornerbacks because there is another bat signal out there that could be for a cornerback that is, is top of the board for Wisconsin moving forward. But before we do that, we'll talk about another commit that Wisconsin picked up. Tretch Kakahuna out of uh, Hawaii, Honolulu, and St. Louis High School there in Honolulu, and you talk about Wisconsin kind of establishing a footprint in these new places. Um, This is the third player out of St. Louis High School in Honolulu. Um, He's really a nice pickup, but it's funny that, you know, of course, Nick Herbig was was the high school that he attended, and then Kamoi Latu transferred in from Utah over to Wisconsin, so that's your second player, and now you go out and pick up another commit um, from the state of Hawaii in, in the same high school. So it seems like Wisconsin, and somewhat of not necessarily a recruiting hotbed, quote-unquote, has went and picked up three what looks like pretty solid players um, from St. Louis High School in Honolulu. So when you look at Trechka Kahuna, really a guy that listed as an athlete right now could be a slot wide out. He's really got, you know, I think the thing that stands out for him is speed. Um, really, really fast guy, quick, quick player that can really bust out um, some speed. So when you look at when you've got you know, Colin Dixon as part of your wideout, this is another one that you could pick up and, and, and really kind of fill out that wide receiver room if he stays there. Um, you can tell that he's fast. Shifty could be a special teams guy, um, but he could be a guy that you, you, you almost just want the ball in his hands because he can make things happen, whether it be special teams or on offense, returning kicks, punts, catching balls out of the backfield, whatever it may be. Um, he is apparently going to play football at another powerhouse uh, high school for his senior season in Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, currently not rated as a 247 composite player, but maybe gets a little bit more exposure at Bishop Gorman. Well, you know, a power, like I said, a powerhouse school um, moving forward here. Uh, I, I think Wisconsin really picked up a nice player here, and, and his athleticism is something you can't really coach, you can't really teach when you get a guy like this, speed, athleticism that he's got. Um, you just got to figure out now the challenges is, is where the best place to use it. Likely, as I said, at that wide receiver spot and, you know, kind of in that slot room, but wherever he ends up, I think the athleticism is there and, and so present that you, you've got a player that you can be useful for the Badgers. Um, 
and and likely going to be a really solid pass catcher for you in that class. So two more commitments for Wisconsin this past week, likely another one coming. Um, like I said the, earlier, the bat signal is out for the Badgers right now. Who it might be, we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to give you guys a quick rundown on the recruiting thus far. As, as we, uh, we've got it over on Bucky'sFifthQuarter.com, kind of a state of the union for the 2023 recruiting class because there's been so many updates, there's been so many commits that right now I just want to give you guys kind of a rundown on where they're looking at in terms of position. So we've talked about a lot of cornerbacks so far. So far, the one thing that's still kind of standing out, 2023, no quarterback commit yet. That's something they'll likely want to lock up at some point. At running back, you've got Jacquez Keys and Nate White. Maybe, I mean, there's a couple names that are top of the board guys where if they wanted to come to Wisconsin, you'd certainly take. But I think two running backs in this class, you could certainly take a third, but they could be done at that position. Colin Dixon, Trash Kagahuna, we just talked about at a wide receiver. Another position that is really interesting so far, no tight ends um, in this class. You might want to land a player there. Defensive line, we've talked about quite a bit. Roderick Pierce, the only commit there so thus far. But they likely will, will land another defensive line commit in this class at some point. Um, at the linebacker, at the edge, you've got Jordan Meyer. You've got Tyler Jancy on the inside. And then, as I just mentioned, at cornerback, A.J. Tisdale. And likely uh, a couple others here. Justin Taylor also as a commit at safety out of Illinois. So the class is certainly starting to come together. You've got 10 commits. You've got 11. Um, you've got another one out there likely going to come in. What this class maybe needs right now is... is as the write-up kind of states, some big bodies. In the trenches, in the defensive line, you got to probably need to get some other big bodies in there. And there's certainly offers that are still out there. Um, quite a few players that Wisconsin has been um, interested in, mainly being Joe Crocker uh, out of Nashville. Um, the other big fish, Ashton Sanders, who we'll talk about here in just a minute, is down to Wisconsin and Cal. So they're, they're working on it. They're looking to get some of these bigger um, players literally um, on the offensive defensive line um, but if they if they lock those guys up I think it'd be a really nice piece for the Badgers uh, tight end quarterback some other places but I think you really um, will we'll see how the rest of that this class kind of works out but so far compared to where it was you know, last year where there's been a lot of talk about the recruiting class this class so far seems to be um, I won't say up to you know, the, the last couple of classes where he had you know, highly ranked classes, but certainly starting to trend in that direction in terms of really talented guys that uh, they could. And, and really, you're looking at probably the class only being maybe halfway done. You know, the last couple of commits has been around, you know, classes have been 18 to 23. So you, you could you likely could get to 20 and, and feel good about um, where you're at, 19, 20. Um, so there's still plenty of commits uh, to watch for in this 2023 class, but certainly coming together nicely. So as I mentioned, the bat signal is out for another player. This could be for uh, another cornerback in Jace Arnold. Um, he's a player out of Marriott, Georgia. Um, he's right now down to North Carolina and Wisconsin. Um, I think um, you know he's going to be announcing really in the next couple hours here. There are 247 predictions in there for Wisconsin. I did a pre-write because I felt confident that it was going to be Wisconsin. So um, that kind of tells you where I'm at. So we're going to talk about him on the podcast right now, assuming he is a commit because I, I think he will be a Badger here in, in really just an hour and a half time. 
Um, he was the, Wisconsin was the only official visit that he took on June 17th, and now shortly after making commitment. So you got to feel that this could be going in the Badgers' favor. So I'm going to jump the gun and say <laughs> that he's likely going to be a Wisconsin commit, and that would be another player if he does in fact end up as a Badger in that cornerback room for the Badgers. And I think this is a really, really nice piece for Wisconsin to land. We just talked about them going into College Station, Texas, and landing a player to go into Marietta, Georgia, you know, just north of Atlanta, and, and land a player that 247 ranks as, as a four-star kid, um, number 32 player in the state of Georgia, which is a very talented, you know, deep, talented state in terms of recruitment. I think would be absolutely huge for Wisconsin. You look at his, you know, two four seven composite ratings, zero point eight eight three nine. That'd be the highest rated commit thus far in this class. Um, so that would be, you know, you're talking about your top guy um, of the, you know, if you he, you know, if you get a commitment from Jace Arnold, that's eleven commits. He would be ranked number one in terms of two four seven composite ranking. So this is a huge pickup if Wisconsin does in fact land it. Big kid, five ten. Um, 170 pounds, so good size, kind of fits that mold that Hank Poteet was looking for in terms of or big physical corner. That's kind of what he's wanting in that spot, and I think Jace Arnold really fits that nicely. So it seems like the Badgers will have a nice pickup here. We'll keep our fingers crossed that that is, in fact, the case. Um, if not, unfortunately, I jumped the gun, and maybe he didn't commit um, to Wisconsin. But it's going to be Wisconsin or North Carolina, um, according to 247. So we'll see. Hopefully the Badgers land um, Jace Arnold because I think it'd be an absolutely great pickup, a slam dunk win. And again, like I said, we just talked about AJ Tisdale, not a guy that's super highly ranked in terms of recruitment rankings, and those don't always matter. But have, picking up a kid that's ranked, you know, two four seven has him as a four star at the quarterback position, not a position that you generally recruit as well as some others. I think would be a really nice pickup. So we'll keep an eye on that over the course of the next uh, hour and a half to see if he commits. Like when you're listening to this, you'll know the result, whether he is a Badger or not. Another corner that Wisconsin has kind of top of the board is, of course, Braden Marshall, another four-star kid. He is going to be a little bit further out, you know, out of that South Florida area. Wisconsin's recruited so well. Again, a four-star kid, 247 composite, has him about that same. He set a commitment date for July 30th. So you look at the recruiting, it seems like the cornerback spots are really starting to pick up because you've got, uh, you know, two that have... Could, you know, one that's already committed in AJ Tisdale, one that looks like he could be committing in Jace Arnold, and then Braden Marshall will also be a name possibly on that list as well. He's still got a lot of schools that he com- he's, he's considering, but you look at his official visits, took an official visit to Wisconsin on the 10th, Pittsburgh the following week, and North Carolina will be this upcoming weekend. So it seems like it's a three-horse race right now, and Wisconsin would certainly love to have him there as well. But that would be you know, three four or five you know, secondary positions if, if you add in the safety room. Um, so Wisconsin certainly making an effort to fill out that cornerback room, which is important because you know this year you're going into the year likely playing as your primary starters, multiple transfer portal guys, grad transfer guys, guys that you know might you know, only have a year of eligibility moving forward. And you saw some other guys that transferred out in that secondary over the past year or so. So you need to kind of build some depth in that class as well. And of course, the transfer portal is always an option, but you can't always guarantee that. Recruiting is still gonna be where you land a lot of your bulk of your players. You can't pull every single spot in your roster from the transfer portal. There's only so many players in the portal. There's only so many spots to go around. So recruiting is certainly going to be a a very important spot. So I think you're seeing some 
some inroads at that cornerback spot and, and secondary spot to kind of give you some depth back that you may be losing over the next, you know, when you talk about graduates last year, transfer guys up on this upcoming year, and, and some other departures from the program. It's a spot you certainly need to get some bodies in moving forward. Last but not least, in terms of updates for when they'll be announcing, um, Ashton Sanders did not um, announce his uh, commitment over this past weekend. He said he had a family obligation that he had to move it around. Um, so still keep an eye on that one, of course, as I mentioned. This class needing some bigger guys. Ashton Sanders is you know, your, one of your top-of-the-board defensive line guys. Has, is going to commit here at some point, whether it be Wisconsin or Cal. Really seems up in the air. 247 has uh, a couple predictions in there for Cal, um, but a, one of them is a five and one of them is six. So it's clear that they don't feel super confident. Really seems like it could be a 50-50 spot on whether he ends up at Cal or Wisconsin. So if and when he announces another commitment date, we'll certainly let you guys know. But for right now, it seems like um, he's still waiting on, on how to make his decision and, and want, had some family that he wanted to be there. Um, which is certainly important to have. So we'll keep an eye on that and as we move forward. A couple other quick recruiting tidbits to get to you guys before we get out of here. Um, one being a cut-down list for wide receiver Trey Spivey. Six-foot-four, three-star wideout, I think is a really solid prospect for Wisconsin. He, the, the Badgers have made the top six for him. Of course, if you recognize the name Spivey, it's because his father, Junior Spivey, did play for the Brewers for, for a couple seasons. Um, Cut down list. He's out of Arizona, but it makes sense that Wisconsin is certainly linked to him given um, his dad's history with Milwaukee. But uh, right now, the top six Arizona, Wisconsin, Kansas, Kansas State, BYU, and Washington. So you would have to think that the Badgers have a good shot there and certainly is a guy that they're going to want to keep an eye on as you move forward. I think Wisconsin would, would love to land a kid like him, a guy that's really um, talented a little bit taller of receiver and I think um, could be a, a nice pickup for the Badgers as he move forward here. So we'll keep an eye on a possible commit day for him. But right now it's nice to see a cut down list and the Badgers on it uh, with you know teams that are very much in the mix, but Wisconsin can certainly compete with on that front. And then the last update I've got for you guys, we just talked a lot about the cornerback room. One of the other top prospects on that cornerback board was Nate Johnson, was considering Wisconsin, but he opted to go to Boston College after his official visit. So it seems like while Wisconsin you know, was certainly interested in, in a player like Nate Johnson, it seems that they may have shifted and, and put more focus on some of these other corners, and, and maybe it works out for both parties that Wisconsin maybe lands a couple of these in Jace Arnold, and another player that was on their board finds a better fit at a different school. So... Um, that's that's the life of recruiting. You're not going to win every battle. You've got to pick and choose who you want to land. Same with prospects. They've got to pick and choose who they want to be and, and where they want to go. And, and sometimes these ones just uh, don't work out. But we'll certainly keep an eye on everything recruiting as we move forward here. Wisconsin continues to get commits. They'll likely have another one here soon. Um, could have a couple more uh, over the next couple weeks. It's, it's a busy time for that 2023 class. Announcing, making commitments, trying to get it done before they start their senior football season so they can just relax and, and focus on football. So we'll certainly keep you tuned in on anything recruiting, and, and that's, that's kind of the, the biggest updates as we move forward here. All right, guys, that's all I've got for you on this week's episode. We'll be back with you next week, as always, on Wisconsin.
Thank you.